Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis, at all points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World Kings Court on 5, uh, excuse me, not 590 Fan, but on kevinslaytonshow.com, where we bring you the live show every morning, 7 to 9 Central Time, and 
Then we bring you the podcast right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com as well as Spotify, Anchor, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and the rest, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. We bring you the unvarnished truth, backed by facts and evidence. You'll hear more of that today. You'll hear the liberal media exploding, their minds exploding. They can't take it. Donald Trump refers to people in this country, the rotten ones, as vermin. Now, I'd refer to them worse than that. But he stopped at vermin, which is pretty accurate. And the media doesn't understand that he's referring to them. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful just listening to how stupid they are. Tulsi Gabbard will reflect on what hypocrites they are. You'll hear that as well. It's amazing, isn't it? Bibi Netanyahu will weigh in on what's going on in Gaza and the latest and a message to the squad here in the United States. And you'll hear from those four nitwits or three of the four nitwits. I guess there's five now. Bowman's joined. They get a six with Bush. They get a pack of idiots every day. And Netanyahu has a distinct message for them. And I think you'll like to hear it. The uh, New York governor is admitting a lot of things. Nothing good for New York. You'll hear her admit to all of it right here this morning. You'll hear Biden now has called David Axelrod a prick. David Axelrod said Biden should get out of the race, and he was called a prick in response. It's interesting. And they talk about Trump and his language? Really? Fascinating. Fascinating. Now there's evidence, by the way, that the Nord Stream pipeline wasn't blown up by the Russians since it was theirs all along, and any reasonable mind knew they didn't blow it up, despite what our government lied to us about. We said so at the time. Russians didn't blow that up. Turns out that the Ukrainians blew it up. Did our tax money go to blow that up? Wait do you hear Douglas Murray, who's a British reporter, take Pierce Morgan apart over Hamas and the Gaza city and the Palestinians that Pierce Morgan has a bleeding heart for. It's beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. And Vivek Ramaswamy destroying Chris Cuomo, Christopher Cuomo's show, which is, of course, nobody watches it. Doesn't matter. Vivek nailed him to the cross. One of the things Hockul is admitting to in New York is how they are now monitoring your speech in New York. That's right. She's admitting to it. You'll hear the loser, Megan Rapinoe, going out as a soccer player, finished finally, for goodness sakes, forever, professing that there's no God and her injury proves it, and then dropping one F-bomb after another. What a great example it is to young girls. If young girls look to her as a woman, and my God, what kind of parenting would allow your young daughter to do that? Take another look, because you're going to see the real Rapino, and you're going to hear her, it, whatever it is, today, right here on this show. All of that in one morning. How can I pack it into one morning? Well, it starts because of Monster Energy Drink. That's how I pack it in, because I have my can of Monster Energy Drink, the Zero Ultra, with no sugar, 10 carbs, and I get that boost of energy, and it helps me focus. So that's how I can pack it in into one show. Monster Energy supports the scene of the event that they sponsor. That means they're there. 
They have bands. They have parties. They have events. And they make it all into a reality that you can't believe. They believe in being your best at the top of your game, and so they are too, which makes Monster Energy Drink the most badass energy drink on the planet. Unleash the beast in you with Monster Energy Drink today. More and more people drinking it every single day. More and more people getting that boost of energy. I'll tell you what, despite that boost of energy yesterday, I was scheduled for an MRI on my neck. Have you ever had an MRI on your neck? I couldn't do it. I put some contraption over your head. And then if, if you didn't want that, they put something around your neck like they're going to strangle you. I said, please stop. This is nonsense. Somebody out there, some technological wizard, has to be able to come up with a better way to do an MRI on your neck. And if he or she does, they'll become an instant billionaire. No amount of monster energy drink could make me do that. That was, it had nothing to do with energy. It had to do with preser- self-preservation. I'm not going into that thing. Talk about feeling like you're buried alive. Good grief. That kind of stuff needs to end. Needs to end. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Did you ever have one of those? Good grief. So that's my quick MRI story. (laughs) Anyway, our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. You can join us in the conversation. Mizzou wins their basketball game last night against SIU Edwardsville. Hardly worthy of that competition, right? Strangely bizarre. Very bizarre. So anyway, the big to-do yesterday is these loser liberals in the media and, of course, the Democrats completely having their brains blow up over a part of a speech that Donald Trump gave on Veterans Day. Here's what he said about the America that we all know and don't love today. The threat from outside forces is far less sinister, dangerous, and grave than the threat from within. We will root out the communists, Marxists, fascists, and the radical left thugs that live like vermin within the confines of our country. Oh, my goodness. They they couldn't take it. They couldn't take it. He called them vermin. And I guess at some point, Adolf Hitler used the term vermin, as did Mussolini. And that sent, of course, liberal minds everywhere diving for cover. <laughs> Little words trigger these people. It's Isn't it incredible? If they hear a word, it triggers them into insanity. Well, they're, in, they're insane already, but it triggers their insanity, I should say. They're already insane. These are crazy people, liberals are. But just the use of a single word. Is there any word in the English language that when you hear it, it triggers a visceral reaction in you? There isn't any such word in my vocabulary or in the vocabulary of anybody else. No one can say a particular word to me and have me freak out. Sorry, I'm just not a coward. I'm not a little baby. Oh, my God. He said vermin. I've said it before. I've referred to liberals as rodents. What would you rather be, vermin or rodents? Either one of them will probably trigger them because they're waiting to be triggered. 
like Donald Trump Jr.'s book that he wrote, I think it was during the second year of his father's presidency, called Triggered. It doesn't take much to trigger a liberal. It's actually kind of a parlor game. It's fun. You know what gets them, and you just go, you push it, and away they go. It's great to watch. They're such children. Vermin. Ah! They lose it. It's one of many words. They all need a psychiatrist to talk about trigger points. They're so easily triggered. Vermin. I'm going to do that now all the time just to get them in case they're listening. Vermin, you're vermin. I've just sent about a thousand of them scurrying for cover. So that's what Donald Trump said in his speech. I I found it very enlightening. I found it very powerful. I found the enlightening part to me to be that he's going to pursue these bastards who are lawbreakers. Donald Trump's not going to go after Democrats and liberals just to go after them. That's not what he's about. He's not going after anybody. He's going to pursue justice where those have broken laws. It's a little different than going after someone. That's what the liberals do. They come after you because they want you to pay a price for daring to expose them, for daring to disagree with them. Liberals, for instance, came after the January 6th political prisoners. They came after them. Liberals come after Donald Trump and anyone associated with Donald Trump. Liberals come after a pastor in the middle of the night simply because he doesn't agree with their stand on abortion. What will Donald Trump do? He'll pursue criminals like Biden. If the evidence leads an attorney general's office to pursue with criminal charges someone in politics, they will, they will pursue them. But they're not coming after anybody. I'll get you. If anybody, by the way, should conduct a retribution campaign, it should be Donald Trump. But he won't do that. He'll make the, the, the lawbreakers accountable. He'll come after those who've lied under oath like John Brennan and James Clapper and William Barr. I would imagine he'll, he will pursue charges against all of them because they've broken the law. But that's not coming after you. I'm going to come after you because I don't like you. That's the liberal way. Donald Trump, you can call it come after if you want, but he'll pursue those who've broken the law. As opposed to what we've done forever, letting them get away with it. This is how the liberals react when you actually pursue their law-breaking ways. Oh, he's coming after us. We didn't do anything wrong. How dare him? Nobody else has ever done this, so we've got to put him away. What they're doing to him is coming after him. It's sickening, but we're watching it and we're witnessing it in real time. And I would hope, I would hope that President President Trump does pursue these criminals. I hope he pursues Hillary Clinton. She's a criminal. Now, that's a lot of work for an attorney general, but that's what the attorneys general are supposed to do. And they've got a big office. And all of the work's already been done for you by the oversight committee. And then I would pursue 
corrupt judges in the judiciary. Let's root out the corrupt judges. That New York judge should be gone. Now, that New Yorkers vote for that guy. Keep this in mind. I think New York, New York should be forced, along with California and Illinois, to secede from the union. Is there a way we can force them? I wonder if there's a mechanism. I know a state can secede on its own volition, but can we force a state to secede? Because I would like to. And what steps do we need to take in order to start that proceeding as a government? Because that's what Donald Trump should do. Find a way in the law, in the Constitution, if there is one, I don't know if there is, to get New York, California, Illinois to secede from the Union. Let me ask a real question here. Would anybody miss any of them? No. If you want beautiful scenery that California offers, go to Colorado. Go to Montana. Go to Idaho. If you want beaches, go to Florida. Go to the Carolinas. New York, if you want a city that once was vibrant. There are a lot of cities in the United States that have the vibrancy of New York, what New York has now. New York has nothing now. Absolutely nothing. Go to Dallas-Fort Worth if you want to see vibrance. Go to any, any number of cities, but it isn't New York City anymore. As far as Chicago is concerned, if you want murders, come to St. Louis. So nobody's going to miss any one of those three states. Again, I would divide Illinois into two states, northern Illinois, southern Illinois. Southern Illinois can remain. Northern Illinois has to go. Go. Here's the media people exploding over vermin. Vermin! This isn't the first time Trump has been caught echoing the rhetoric of Nazis and white supremacists. An ignorant person, when warned that Hitler used to call right, Jews, we'll vermin we'll would stop. stop. We'll stop. Yeah, Trump's turning up the volume. No. And now we're going, we're just going full on Hitler, uh, yeah. talking about, uh, talking about vermin. He's talking about you, Scarborough. He's talking about you, Nicole Wallace. He's talking about you, whoever that other guy was. They don't get it that he's talking about them. They think he's talking about his political opposition. He's talking about them. <laughs> now, there are some political opponents of his that have fall into that group, but he's specifically talking about them, and they're too dumb to catch it. He said, vermin, that Nazi. We're going full-on Nazi now, full-on Hitler. Well, here's the thing. I always get a kick out of liberals saying, what Trump is going to be and what Trump is going to do and here's what's going to happen in his presidency if he gets reelected. We've They forget that we've already seen what Trump will do. He was president for four years. There was no Nazism. There was no Mussolini. There was no any of this that they claim will happen. We've already seen it. We've already seen his four years. Here's what it will be. Spectacular economic success. No inflation, no wars, international respect, energy independence. Gee, I kind of like that. Lower taxes. So when they say Donald Trump, pay attention because Donald Trump will do what he says he's going to do. They've said that many times. Yes, he will. The problem for the liberals is he's not saying he's going to do any of the things they claim. That's my favorite part. He's actually articulated everything he's going to do. And it's all good for the United States. 
because it's America first. It will remain America first every time Trump gets elected. What I wish is after he gets elected president and serves his second four-year term, that somehow we pass, Congress passes a new law that allows a third term for president. I think we should have Donald Trump as president until the day he dies. Because we will have economic success. We will return this country to the sanity level it once had and once enjoyed. We will return this country to the patriotic country we once had. We will root out all of our enemies. We have so many enemies that live here now. What about the thugs that he referred to, the thugs in Nevada who beat that kid to death in high school? Beat him to death. It looked like it was done right on the school grounds from the video. And why is it that when Fox or some network shows that video, that they block out the faces of the thug murderers? Show their faces. We want to see who these kid thugs are, these kid murderers. Charge them with murder, put them in jail for the rest of their lives. Don't even execute them. Make them sit in a jail cell for the next 70 years. I'm in favor of torturing them too, but of course, most people think I'm crazy when I say that. But I'm in favor of it. I'm in favor, for instance, of letting the father of the murdered high school kid or his brothers or maybe even his friends beating these people the same way they beat him. Tie their hands up, tie their legs, and let them beat them. And then maybe, just maybe, the next group of thugs might think twice. Hey, wait a minute, man. If I do any damage to this guy, I'm going to get my ass beat. Big time. Is there any other way to stop these people? You know, you act like we're dealing with civilized people. All the liberals always act like, oh, we can't have that. Yeah, we can, if you want to stop it. Now, if you don't want to stop it, you're right. My, my idea is crazy if you don't want to stop it. I've always felt that way. You beat someone to death, you get beaten by their family. Whatever male members of their family. Actually, the females could come in, just give them a baseball bat, tie their hands and their legs, and let the mother of that child come in there and beat the holy hell out of them. Beat them to death, I don't care. I'm dead serious. Who needs these people? What kind of a high school kid, if they're not a savage animal, takes part with a bunch of other high school kids in beating one kid to death? The level of cowardice that takes is unmeasurable. You can't even measure how how cowardly that is. So I say... Turnabout's fair play. And then you'd put an end to it. It's funny, every suggestion I make ends the behavior. It's just that this country is so weak and so worthless that people in this country now don't have the stomach for it. They don't have the stomach for Israel going after the Palestinians in Gaza. I mean, the majority of people in this country that are polled, now who knows who that is, say there should be a ceasefire. 
This country's worthless. It's just worthless. We're populated by worthless cowards. I'm telling you, if the Chinese were smart, and I don't think they are, they'd attack us. We will never resist. We will roll over like a Labrador retriever and say, take me. We don't resist cheating in elections. We allow a media to tell us, oh, no, that's been debunked. Republicans say the same thing. The Brit Humes, the Brett Bears of the world. Well, there was no election fraud. Interesting. Tulsi Gabbard, how many times did they call Donald Trump Hitler yesterday? They only uh, referred to him 12 times in one day as Hitler. Why don't you go back to, to 2016? I'll tell you a brief personal story. Two weeks after Trump was elected in 2016, I was invited to go and speak to him about foreign policy, about how to defeat radical Islam and terrorist groups like ISIS and al-Qaeda. And just for meeting with Trump, almost all Democrats in Congress and those on TV resoundingly criticized me for humanizing Trump. How dare you? And they were so angry about this because it directly undermined what they were trying to do in dehumanizing Trump. Trump and everyone who voted for him, the so-called deplorables, uh, because they were tr- they, they couldn't defeat him on substance. Because as supporters of Trump, we believe in freedoms, and we believe in the freedoms that businesses can enjoy, rather than all of these business-killing policies that Biden signs into law. They want to kill us. They, they want to put us out. They want to put us in political prisoners, uh, put us in political prisons, in the gulags. That's where they want us. We know that. They've already put a lot of us in there. They want to put more. If they get their way, they will put more. Why is that? Because you support Donald Trump. You heard Tulsi Gabbard story just because she was going to talk. She was ostracized. These people are such ungodly hypocrites. Am I right, Tulsi? In one breath, they talk about defending democracy. And we were Jen Psaki on MSNBC saying, you know, if you elect Trump, you're going to undermine the rule of law and throw his political opponents in jail. Look at what they are doing right now. And you see that in the smirk on uh, Letitia James' face. They know exactly what they're doing, undermine the rule of law to try to make it so that voters don't have the opportunity to decide who they want to vote for. They don't want voters to vote. They don't want you to have any freedoms in this country. They believe, they honestly believe this. Here's the arrogance of liberals. They honestly believe they know more than you do. They honestly believe that they should make your life decisions for you. That's how arrogant arrogant these people are. You're incapable We know that you shouldn't really vote for Donald Trump, and you people are deplorables, so we're going to take that right away from you. We're not going to allow Donald Trump to run for office and thereby not allow you to vote for him or against him if you so desire. We know it's better for you to have electric cars. We know it's better for you to not have gasoline. We know that because we're smarter than you. That's how liberals believe. They really believe that. The arrogance, as they just described on Letitia Jones' face, the smirk of liberals, you see it all the time. Have you ever tried to talk to a liberal? 
Check out the arrogance with which they dismiss your com- your uh, comments. It's loaded and dripping with arrogance. Because, for instance, if you support anything that Marjorie Taylor Greene says, you must be mentally deranged. You have to be. Nothing she could say could possibly have any merit. I'm a liberal, and you're a, f- a freaking idiot if you think so. See, I listen to liberals. I want to hear what they have to say because I think it's funny. On the stunning occasion where one of them makes any sense, we point it out on the show we have in the past and we will in the future. It is a, it's, it's so stunning, that's why we point it out. It's a stop the presses moment if a liberal says something worth listening to. But you got to hear them out to hear how stupid they are. Any person in a country that, that has been for 200 plus years free, who now rejects freedom, really doesn't belong living here, right? I mean, they, they should not live here. And I don't know why they want to. I don't want to live in Moscow, Beijing. Why do they want to live here? Now, if you remember just a couple of days ago, David Axelrod, who was a top aide to Obama all through Obama's uh, regime, so that means he knew Biden well and Biden knew him well, Axelrod is now one of the chief uh, liberal voices on CNN. And we told you yesterday, and we played it for you yesterday, but we'll play it for you again today because of Biden's response. Here's what Axelrod said he sees in the polls which say that Biden is in deep doo-doo. But one uh, number in the polling that was concerning, uh, and in the CNN poll uh, that followed after the New York Times poll, had to do with age, and that's one thing you can't uh, reverse, no matter how effective Joe Biden is behind the scenes. uh, In front of the camera, what he's projecting is uh, causing people concerns, and and that's worrisome. Well, it is worrisome, but it's not the age. It's not the number. I disagree again with Axelrod. It's the dementia. It's the fact that he doesn't know what day it is, where he is, who he is, or who you are. That's the problem. But he's also stupid, and he's been stupid forever. And we're going to prove that to you here in a little bit. So it's all of those things. And I think the reason Biden wanted to wear a mask for so long wasn't because of COVID. It was because he didn't want you to see how demented and how lost he is. People can see it in someone's face. He didn't want you to see it. So now Biden heard those comments that you just heard and called Axelrod a prick. Axelrod was informed that he's now a prick. And here's his response. The president called you a word that because we are live in London, I am not allowed to say on television, but it starts with a P and ends with K. Uh, your response. Well, he wouldn't be the first, I guess, in my many years in politics. Listen, I understand he was irritated because uh, I raised concerns that many, many Democrats had. And again, you know, my feeling is either get out or get going. Is there anything wrong with that? That's a pretty good message, I would think, to a presidential candidate. Get out or get going. But Axelrod didn't say that back in 2020, if you noticed. 
and O'Biden was hiding out then, just as he is now. The difference was, I think, Axelrod knew that in 2020 they were going to steal the election, and he knew that Biden, at least through Election Day, if they kept him quiet, wouldn't show any signs, visible signs, of complete and utter incompetence and dementia. And now it's been clear, as he's been president, that he couldn't hide it, and everybody knows it. So the fix isn't necessarily in. It will be for another Democrat, but maybe not for Biden. It'd be hard to fix it for Biden. So he wants him out. Make way for somebody we can fix this damn thing for. That's really what Axelrod's saying. And you're not up to it. You're not up to the battle, Jack. So get out. Come on, man. But Biden's not listening. He's not getting out, and he's not going to get out unless they force him out. Now, how are they going to force him out? There are people who think that already they're sending him the hint. Get out. He's not going to take it. Now, they're going to have to force him out. I don't believe he'll be their nominee. Maybe that's how they force him out. But what are they going to do in these primaries if he starts to win? Be anxious to see how Robert Kennedy does and will he run and be a part of these primaries? I don't think he can be, can he, as an independent? I don't think you can run in the Democratic primary or the Republican primary, but people could vote for you, I suppose. But I'm not so sure he'd even be on the ballot in the primaries because he's won his own nomination already. He's a third-party candidate. There may be another one, but they don't have a party apparatus so it doesn't matter. But it will be interesting to see how many votes Biden gets this time if he were to be the nominee, how many Robert Kennedy gets, and then how many Trump gets. Compare the Trump and Biden votes with four years ago. You think Biden gets $80 million? That's what they claimed he got last time. Let's just say that Robert Kennedy gets 15 to 20% of the vote. Where do you think it's coming from? Well, you'll be able to tell. Because we'll see how many votes Trump gets and how many Biden gets. And then who did Robert Kennedy suck the votes from? Kaylee McGee-White has been telling the world how bad Biden looks. Just how bad does he look, Kaylee? Every clip of him see is like a live taping of The Walking Dead. It would actually be funny if it wasn't so painful to watch. But what's really interesting is his numbers among minorities, some of the Hispanics that were interviewed. One recent poll from the New York Times found that in all six major swing states, his lead over Trump in a general hypothetical is in the single digits among Hispanic voters. This is a demographic that Democrats normally win by 30-plus points. So, again, we have Kamala Harris to thank for another failure of that vice presidency. Remember, she was the minority candidate. She was supposed to help Biden pull these voters. She's really not doing that anymore. So it really remains to be seen what he's going to do to make up for this massive gap in support from some of his key demographics. Nothing. He'll do nothing. He's incapable. She's incapable. I saw her yesterday on video. She looks as white as I do. I, I'm, I'm just not buying any of this, oh, she's the minority candidate. If Unless minority, you mean with Indian heritage. I mean, she herself was sworn into the Senate as an Indian American, not black. 
I don't think she has any black in her except her jive-talking BS. And her Willie Brown. She loves her some Willie Brown. She's so full of crap. I just, I just don't buy it. You know, they're so desperate, the liberals are, to force a black person on the American people as president or vice president. We haven't had one yet. That doesn't mean there haven't been qualified candidates. Of course there are. They just don't run. And why would they? Who wants this? But the, 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 the guy that they claim was a black president is a mulatto. It's such a racist comment to say he's black. He's just as white as he is black. He had a white mother and a black father. How is that translated into black unless you're a racist? What if I say he's white? They'll call me a racist. But he's every bit as white as he is black. And Harris, good grief. Nothing black about her. But they force it down your throat. Good grief. The next thing you know, she'll be turning lesbian for us so that we'll have a lesbian vice president. Even though she won't be. And this open border thing is really starting to blow up in their face too. Some of these illegals, I mean, this is how, this is how they've been made to believe that, that Biden would treat them like kings if they just come here. That they're now pissed off because they have to stay in a shelter in places like Brooklyn. They don't like it. They want to go home. They want to go back to their own country. They're saying it wasn't worth the trip. Uh Uh-oh. And now, Kathy Hockule, the erstwhile governor of New York, is basically telling the migrants, you can take it or leave it. We are at capacity of 65,000 people being housed right now. They have been accommodated in many times hotel rooms in New York City for long periods of time. That's not sustainable. And so the option is to say, if you want to take advantage of public-supported housing and shelter for now, this is your option. Take it or leave it. Imagine the gall of these people complaining about their free housing, free food, free trips. Well, if they'd have told us we were coming to Chicago, we wouldn't have come, they said. Okay, then go. I want you to go back. Now, I would be happy to pay to fly them back into their home country. I don't want to be paying to fly them around the United States anymore. I'll pay for a, for a couple of flights. Get one of those big C-130 military planes that you left Afghanistan with. Pile them all into that and fly them the hell out of here. We can do that. We can foot the bill for that. I'm okay with that. No more money to Ukraine. Put it into flying the illegals out of here. Tell them we'll drop them off at their country of origin. Or for that matter, wherever they want to go, as long as it's outside of our borders. No, we're not going to fly them halfway across the world. But any country in South America they want to go to, we'll dump them off. I'm sure they think I'm just an unfeeling SOB. I wouldn't expect the people of Mexico and their tax dollars to pay for me to come there. 
Why would I? Doesn't make any sense. So why should we pay to move them around, shuffle them around our country? We'll give them a return trip home, and that's that. Nothing more, nothing less. Remember a year or so ago when uh, the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up? Now keep in mind what this pipeline is. It's Russia's pipeline in order to enrich Russia with billions, billions of dollars in gasoline, fuel, for all of Europe. So it was a ticket to prosperity for Russia. Billions. I'm sorry I have to interrupt the uh, TV screen in my office, my studio, has Mike Pence and his daughter on Fox being interviewed by Steve Douchey and Ainsley Earhart. I don't know about Pence's daughter, but I haven't seen three dumber people in one sitting in my lifetime. But why are they having Mike Pence on to begin with? Anyway, I digress. So Russia's going to get rich from this pipeline. It's going to pay for as many wars as they want to get into. Putin, of course, will really be enriched. And the liberals and Biden want you to believe that the Russians blew up their own pipeline. So if I have a business, and this is what it's akin to, and this is the simplest way to do things, put it in real terms for you. Let's say, not me, let's say you have a business, and your business is flourishing, and it's making you a fortune. You and your family and your children's children's children are never going to have to work because you're generating so much income. And as you sit there basking in the glow of that wonderful financial security, you just say, you know what, I'm going to blow this business up. Would anybody do that? Anybody? Bueller? Nobody does that. But Biden and the liberal media people all want us to believe that Russia, 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 blew up their own pipeline. And remember who they trotted out there to sell you on this stupid idea. John Brennan, who once ran the CIA. Russia does have an undersea capability to that would easily lay explosive devices uh, by those pipelines. And I do think it's a signal to Europe that Russia can reach beyond Ukraine's borders is uh, clearly a, a, an act of sabotage of some sort. And, and Russia is certainly the most likely co- uh, suspect. Are they? Well, now all of a sudden comes a story in the Washington Post The U.S. had intelligence of detailed Ukrainian plan to attack the Nord Stream pipeline using a small team of divers who reported directly to the commander-in-chief of the Ukrainian armed forces. Uh Uh-oh. Ukrainian military officer coordinated the Nord Stream pipeline attack. A senior Ukrainian military officer with deep ties to the country's intelligence services played a central role in the bombing. Uh-oh. Roman Shervinsky, the managing logistics and support for a six-person team that rented a sailboat under false identities and used deep-sea diving equipment to place the explosive charges on the gas pipeline. Ukrainians did it. That's a big whoopsie. 
Of course we knew the Russians didn't do it. Unless you were brain dead. But even brain dead people would have realized people don't blow up their ticket to prosperity. They don't tear it up. They don't set it on fire. It just doesn't happen. But this country's media and the liberals in this country wanted us to believe that. So they trot out their serial liar, John Brennan, who lies under oath, who lies every time he's talking, who is one of the people I hope Trump does pursue legally as his attorney general pursue Brennan and put him in jail. He is a criminal. He's a perjury artist. But they trot him out as if we're going to all say, well, John Brennan says the Russians blew up their own pipeline, so of course they did. I mean, after all, it's John Brennan. He ran the CIA. He wouldn't lie. But he did lie. And everybody knew he lied. John Brennan also signed that letter that said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. There's a connection here with John Brennan and the Russians. He hates them. He lies for them, or lies against them, I should say. And keep in mind, there's now reports that the CIA, Brennan's CIA, trained these Ukrainian operatives to blow up the pipeline. So that means, even if the CIA wasn't involved, our tax dollars that we're supposedly sending over to Ukraine to fight the Russians for democracy, after all, some of it was actually diverted to blow up the pipeline and to harm our allies in Europe because our allies were dependent on that pipeline for their oil. That'll teach them to get in bed with the Russians. So our tax dollars were used for this. Josh Hawley, what about this? And what is true regarding this pipeline explosion? Yeah, the truth is that we shouldn't be sending any more money to Ukraine. And what else is true is that the Biden administration needs to come clean to the American people about what they know. We're learning now from these news reports that our government had advance warning about the Nord Stream 2 bombing, that our government knew that it was likely the Ukrainians that did it. And the same newspaper has reported that those Ukrainian special forces that apparently carried out the bombing may have been trained by the CIA. So what is going on here? I think it's time that Joe Biden leveled with the American people. Well, we all think that, Senator, but he never has and he never will. When has Joe Biden leveled with anybody? That term leveled, hey, will you level with us? It's just, it's not in the Biden family pipeline. They don't level with anybody. They're born liars. Every last Biden is a liar. Even the ones that are there by marriage. Dr. Jill, for instance. Not only that, but she's an illiterate. She referred to Hispanics as breakfast tacos. I mean, can you be any more insulting to a minority group? Maybe that explains why they have single-digit support from the Hispanics. Maybe that's why that's the case. I mean, that's absurd that you would talk like that, but she did. We know that. We heard it with our own ears. But level with the American people? Come on, Senator Hawley, please. 
Chris Murphy's another senator. He says, the Ukrainians need our money, and so do the Israelis. After all, the Ukrainians are running out of bullets. Well, I tell you who's been providing the bullets. It's it's the arms that were supposed to go to Israel. I mean, you talk about burden shifting here and bearing the burden. Our ally Israel, so far we've supported them with nothing. We haven't done anything for them. Congress hasn't given them any weapons, nothing. And yet all we see is Ukraine with its hand out more, 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 while we're reading that, in fact, Ukraine is behind these bombings, that Ukraine is behind the sabotage, that we may have been involved with it. We need to know how every dime has been spent in Ukraine. Has any of our money gone towards the Nord Stream 2 bombing? Are there are there American troops or CIA agents on the ground right now in Ukraine? We need to know the facts here, not a dime more for Ukraine. And every dime that we've already spent needs to be accounted for right now. Again, couldn't agree with you more, Senator, but good luck with that. If they haven't accounted for where the money is gone to this point, what makes you think they'll ever account for it? They won't. You're going to have to force an accounting. What amazes me in this country is that the Democrats are so adverse to anything that makes common sense. Anything that benefits American, the American people, Democrats are against it. I don't understand that because they're American people as well. They live here. So why wouldn't the liberals in Congress want an accounting of where that money is going? I know they love to spend, so they want to spend more. But as a taxpayer, and they are taxpayers, we assume, well, the Bidens aren't, but the rest of them, I assume, are, for the most part. Don't you want to know where your tax money goes? Don't you want to know why we can't fix potholes in the streets, even though Biden and the Congress claim to have passed this infrastructure bill? Don't you want to know why none of that gets done? Because the money apparently goes to Ukraine. Unbelievable. They don't seem to care, though. They just don't seem to care. They never have and never will. They don't want you to know the truth, but they don't want an accounting of where the money that they spent is going. They should welcome it. They can blame somebody else. They don't have to take the blame. Good grief, we don't expect any politician to ever accept the blame. But at least a reckoning that we are wasting the money and it shouldn't be going to blowing up pipelines. If you're really looking for a third world war, that's how you get into one. You go and blow up Russia's pipeline and Russia gets pissed off. So to recap, the Nord Stream pipeline was not blown up by the Russians who own it and who've used it to enrich themselves, it was blown up by the Ukrainians with the blessing of Joe Biden and with perhaps the training of our CIA. So every fingerprint on that blow-up of the pipeline is on the United States and Ukraine, and every dollar is coming flowing from the United States to Ukraine that financed it. So let's recap the financing aspect. We financed the explosion of the Nord Stream Pipeline. We have financed terrorism in Iran, which has trickled down to Hamas, Hezbollah, who, of course, has attacked our ally, our number one ally, Israel. 
So great use of taxpayer money by Biden and Obama. Giving it to Iran, the number one sponsor of state sponsor of terrorism in the world, and that's not a mystery. Oh, Biden and Obama can't plead stupidity to that. They're stupid, but they can't plead that stupid. So they have funded terrorism. They have caused our main ally to be attacked as badly almost as during the Holocaust. Certainly the worst attack since the Holocaust. And has caused the Nord Stream pipeline to be exploded, thereby denying other of our allies access to oil. Man, we're a great ally, aren't we? Who would want to be friends with the United States under these people? I mean, come on. We destroy their very way of life. Our, our allies, we, we take part in murdering over 1,400 of them. That's what the United States has disintegrated into. We act in concert with the terrorists now that we used to claim to hate. All the while, those same terrorists that we're funding in Iran are attacking our military bases. And we're not doing a damn thing about it. 52 attacks since October 17th. That's less than a month. (laughs) That's better than a dozen attacks a week. And we're doing nothing. Oh, we'll blow up a fence or a garage. Every nuclear facility, every oil facility in Iran should have been taken out by now. But rather than do that, the responsible thing to protect our interests, we sit around and wonder, gee, should the Israelis conduct a ceasefire here? Yeah, we think they should. What? Yeah, we want to give Hamas a chance to regroup. You call a ceasefire in a war situation in order to negotiate a peace settlement. That's the reason for a ceasefire. As you'll hear from Benjamin Netanyahu and others, these people have no interest in a settlement. They want to annihilate Israel from the face of the earth. You heard the son of the founder of Hamas tell us that just last week. That they go back to the 7th century. Where they want to annihilate the Israelis. And if they can't annihilate the Israelis, they'll keep fighting until they themselves are annihilated. Unbelievable. But that's pretty much it, right? Have I not explained it properly? We're funding the terrorists who are attacking our allies, and we're funding the very people, not our ally, Ukraine, who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline and further injured other allies of ours. We are so ass backward right now, it's not even funny. Wow. I mean, it's stunning. And then there were the members of the squad, you know, Bowman, the fire chief, Cortez, the complete and utter illiterate bartender, 
And Tlaib, the bigoted, racist, anti-Semite, telling Biden and the United States, you better start listening to the polls which say that people in the United States want to cease fire. The Israeli government does not represent Judaism or Jewish values. Because he's so Jewish. And the Jewish people. It does not. Ceasefire is not just an option. It is our only way out of this. President Biden, I hope you're listening. I'm consistent in telling this over and over again. You must listen to the voices of the majority of Americans who are calling for a ceasefire now. I don't know if Biden was listening, but Bibi Netanyahu was. And I think all those people who are naive and are, uh, you know, who are either naive or, or misinformed or worse, who are condemning Israel, they should be, I mean, they really should be ashamed of themselves because they're aligning themselves with pure, sheer evil. They should support the forces of civilization that are fighting this barbarism because otherwise this barbarism will spread. Yes, it will. So there you have it, Bowman, Cortez, and Tlaib. There's your message from Bibi Netanyahu. Not only that, Bowman's going to tell you that the Israeli government doesn't rep- represent the Jewish people, doesn't represent Judaism. When did you become Jewish? When did you move to Israel? When did you sit down and interview Israeli people? Because let me tell you about what they think, okay, just so you understand. The three of you put together couldn't form a collective actual brain. And so while you quote a poll in the United States that says people want a ceasefire, have you checked the poll in Israel? Do you know how many Israelis are in favor of a ceasefire? 3%. 3%. 9.7 out of every 10 Israelis are not in favor of a ceasefire. And guess what, Bowman and Cortez and Tlaib? You don't get to make the call. Neither does Biden. The Israelis make that call. And their people, who Bowman claims the government doesn't represent, want the military to keep it up. So apparently the government does represent what the Israeli people want. So go pull another fire alarm, you single-digit IQ moron. And Tlaib, she's been threatening Biden ever since this thing happened. Who do you think you are? What do you think you can accomplish? The answer, let me answer it for you clearly so you understand. Nothing. No one cares what you think. People don't listen to you. We mock you. I think you're funny. Except for the fact that you're a deadly bigot. And that you're anti-Semitic through and through. Every ounce of your being is anti-Semitic. And the bartender started speaking again. I thought she had, a cat had had her tongue there for a while. She'd been quiet for a while. So Bibi Netanyahu heard you. He gave you that response. The Israeli people have heard the polls in the United States, and yet they say, go F yourself. We'll do what we want, 97%. And Netanyahu understands the global importance of this. Our fight is your fight, and our victory is your victory. And there is no substitute for victory. We have to have the forces of civilization beat these barbarians because otherwise this barbarism will spread and will endanger the entire world. Every American, uh, every civilized country would be under peril. We have to win. There is no substitute for victory. 
total victory. And I would also ask Bowman and Cortez and Talib if they would have called for a ceasefire during World War II when we were successfully bombing the holy hell out of our opposition, including two atomic bombs on Japan. Would you have called for a ceasefire there? Do you know how many millions of lives were saved? Saved? When we decided to drop the atomic bomb on Japan, when President Truman made that call? Because President Eisenhower, who was then General Eisenhower, told him that any invasion of Japan would result in millions of deaths on both sides. So the more prudent way of dealing with it was to drop the atomic bomb, rendering Japan useless, toothless, feckless, and that they would then come to the negotiating table and negotiate an end to the war, which is exactly what happened. But I guarantee you that had they been alive then in their positions now, all three of them, Bowman, Cortez, and Tlaib, would have been screaming bloody murder about dropping that atomic bomb. They probably still scream about it today. Because they're so ungodly uninformed, they don't understand the reasons behind it. It wasn't to wipe out the Japanese people. It was to bring an end to the war. When there's a war, people die. Sometimes undeservedly so. But when you don't start the war and you're simply defending yourself, who on this earth has the right to tell you what to do? Only American politicians would consider themselves so arrogant that they have the position and the authority to tell another country what they should be doing. How about we behead a couple of the children of uh, in Cortez's family or Talib's or Bowman's? How about we burn them alive, rape their women? You think that would be cool? Would you want to ceasefire then? Would you want to let us go if we did that? Because that's what you want. You want the Israelis to just leave Hamas alone. These people are sick, man. They're sick. All you have to do is hear some of the people who've actually seen the video. And thank God they haven't shown it worldwide. Although maybe they should. Maybe they should show it with a disclaimer, here it comes, in case you didn't want to watch. And then when people see how horrific it is, maybe they would wake up and say, wait a minute. Go ahead, Israel. Go ahead. It's disgusting. And Bibi Netanyahu isn't as naive as O'Biden and Obama he knows there's an axis of evil, and Iran is part of it. Well, if you connect the dots, you see that there's an axis of terror here against an alliance for peace. The axis of terror is controlled by Iran, run by Iran, financed by Iran. Iran, Hezbollah in Lebanon, uh, Hamas in Gaza, the Houthis in Yemen, and their other minions. They want to bring the Middle East, the world, back to the Dark Ages, early Middle Ages. That's what they are about. And on the other side stands Israel, the modern Arab states, of course, the United States, all the forces that want to see uh, peace, prosperity uh, for the Middle East and for the world. And that's the battle that is being waged right now. 
That is the battle that's being waged right now. I tell you what, you listen to Netanyahu and you think, I'm listening to a real statesman. I'm listening to a guy who sounds a little bit like Winston Churchill. He has a tremendous grasp of what's going on. He knows the task at hand. He knows how important it is, and he knows what the Israelis have to do. And they know where every one of those tunnels are. I mentioned that I wish everyone could see the tapes, or at least have the opportunity. You can make your own decision as to whether you want to watch them or not, of October 7th and the invasion that took place, and that the people who've seen them describe the terrorists as attacking with joy beheading people, it made them feel good. Bibi Netanyahu on the effect of seeing those tapes. You know, people watch these tapes and they shudder. Some break out into tears because the inhumanity, the deliberate, not merely the deliberate murder of people, the deliberate murder, mutilation, the ripping off of body parts, the beheading, they're so, you know, it's accompanied with such fiendish glee, the joy of murder, the joy of terror, the joy of torture. It's just uh, absolutely extraordinary. And this is the battle we're fighting. And the battle that Bowman and Cortez and Tlaib and Biden have no say in. Haven't you done enough damage to the United States interests worldwide, Biden? You have funded terrorism. You are the primary reason that 1,400 Israelis were slaughtered. You are the reason. Of course, you're too arrogant to take that with you to your grave. You are the reason the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up and that our allies were denied oil and what oil they could get had to come at a premium price. Haven't you done enough damage? Wouldn't the prudent thing for him to do now is just resign? Just resign. Just resign. I mean, it's unbelievable. You can't be worse in terms of what you've done to damage to this country. I don't know how long it'll take to repair the damage done to the United States worldwide by this regime in just three years. If you ever wonder what kind of calamities one person can cause, you're seeing it. Now, Pierce Morgan, who, of course, as we all know, is an uber-liberal, even though he pretends to be somewhat conservative so he can get a gig on Fox. I mean, these people are just whores. They'll they'll compromise their own principles. They'll say anything so, so they can get a, a job with one of these networks. And Pierce Morgan has always been a crying liberal wimp. And now he doesn't want these poor Palestinians to die. Poor things. Well, Douglas Murray is a reporter for the UK, and he was, he is over there in Gaza, and he stopped Pierce Morgan in his tracks. And he also talked about Obama and this peaceful nonsense that Obama wants. Please, please stop it. Well, two things. One is, if you just follow the logic of what Barack Obama said, then you just 
shouldn't do anything uh, if you're Israel. You should be attacked and just sit back and say, great, we'll wait for the next one. Um, but the second and more important thing is your question supposes that there is a sort of peaceful Palestinian population in the Gaza who would love a two-state solution and then a few bad apples in Hamas. I think that's not true. Why is it that when uh, one of the victims of the music festival, uh, a poor young German Jewish girl... Uh, who it seems was was raped and then uh, brutally uh, murdered and taken into the Gaza naked. Why was it that you can find, and anyone can find this online, uh, a crowd of ordinary Gazans, it wasn't uh, Hamas, it wasn't a Hamas rally, ordinary Gazans uh, uh, spitting on her body, uh, hitting her body, mutilating her body further as it went down the street. Does that strike you, Piers, as a uh, placid population of peacenik types who are just desperately waiting for a two-state solution to be put back on the table for the millionth time in the last 70-something years? It doesn't seem like that to me. Carpe quadruple diem, Douglas Murray. Does that strike you as peaceniks? These are everyday Palestinians. When they bring the corpse of this woman that they've destroyed and murdered and drag her through the street, these these everyday Palestinians that you're so concerned about are spitting on her, kicking her, laughing, mocking her. She's dead. But those animals don't care. They take great joy in it. Those are your everyday Palestinians that you're so worried about. Douglas Murray had a great point distinguishing between Nazis and Hamas. And there is a distinguishing factor. If you've studied Nazi Germany, and I have studied Nazi Germany, and I've read accounts of the soldiers, the Nazi soldiers who murdered Jews, who shot Jews in the back of the head for no reason whatsoever, and then watched them drop into huge holes dug in the, in the ground by the Nazis. And I've read the stories of how these Nazi soldiers needed psychiatric help. That they knew what they had done was wrong. Douglas Murray, distinguish between the Nazis and Hamas for us, please, and for Pierce Morgan. The thing that struck, struck me, you know, Piers, about seeing the 7th of October footage was that... Um, even the Nazis were actually ashamed of what they did. You know, SS battalions who spent their days shooting Jews in the back of the head and pushing them into, tr uh, into trenches had to get very, very drunk in the evening to uh, uh, forget what they had done. Uh, the Nazi high command famously had to sort of get around the problem of soldier morale because the soldiers knew this wasn't exactly what their lives were meant to look like either. I tell you one very big difference. If you look at the footage, the raw footage, and I really hope people don't on a wider scale have to view what I viewed the other day. Um, if they see it, they will see something that is at least as barbaric as what the Nazis did. But here's the difference. They did it with glee. They were deeply proud. You see people... Um, uh, trying to, you know, taking the head off a young Israeli man with a shovel and then uh, calling their parents back in Gaza and telling them, Father, Father, I've killed two Jews with my, t ten Jews with my own hands. Get mother on the phone. I want to show, tell her how great a job her son has done. You know, I, I come back to this thing. I'm not exaggerating with this. It's very, very interesting and people need to realize 
you had this situation with uh, with the Nazis where they also were a genocidal anti-Semitic organization, but they tried to cover their crimes up. Hamas are actually proud of them, mm. and they've said they will do them until the whole world is clear clear of Jews. Yeah. Great distinction. Very thoughtful on the part of Douglas Murray. Get mother on the phone. Let me show her and tell her about my success in murdering Jews. I've killed ten with my own hands. How proud she should be of her son. It's generational with these Palestinian people. They're animals. You don't you don't wipe you know, if you don't wipe that off the face of the earth, you don't end it. It's incredible. But he's right. The Nazis did try to cover up what they did. They tried to hide the bodies. They tried to hide all evidence of their death camps. Not these people. Where do you think these videos came from? Jews weren't videoing this. I didn't walk into the music festival and say, Hey, do you guys mind if I video all this mayhem? They videoed it. They're proud of themselves. And that is the difference. As sick and demented as the Nazis were, they knew they were wrong. They knew if they were caught, what would happen if they were ever identified. So they tried to cover it up. But these animals don't care. Catch me. Yeah, it was me. I'm the one who beheaded that person with a shovel. Do you know how hard it would be to behead someone with a shovel? That takes a little bit. You have to have thoughts going through your head while you're doing it. Imagine how barbaric you have to be. A person who didn't do anything to you. And while all this is going on, Heels Up Harris is perfectly fine with Palestinians tearing down United States flags. Tearing them down from their flagpoles. People have a right to protest. We are a democracy. And we should value the voices and listen to the voices. What I hope is that we can engage in conversation and discourse in a way that understands this is not binary. Not to mention what it means in our own country in terms of long-standing issues with anti-Semitism, which has been on the rise and even before this happened, um, Islamophobia and, and other forms of hate against people just simply based on who they are or how they pray. What? First of all, it's a crime to desecrate the flag, you stupid ass. That's a crime. Just so she understands that. Wow. A lot of words in there. A lot of words. She somehow thinks those poor Palestinians deserve our sympathy. I want to hear that again. This is the Vice President of the United States talking about Palestinians tearing down United States flags from flagpoles. People have a right to protest. We are a democracy. And we should value 
the voices and listen to the voices. What I hope is that we can engage in conversation and discourse in a way that understands this is not binary, not to mention what it means in our own country in terms of long-standing issues with anti-Semitism, which has been on the rise and even before this happened, um, Islamophobia and, and other forms of hate against people just simply based on who they are or how they pray. Shut up. We should value their voices. We should sit down and have a discourse to make sure it's not binary. <laughs> now, clearly spoken from a woman who has never sat down with one of these Palestinians and tried to have a discourse <laughs> about anything. They aren't interested in negotiating. They're interested in beheading. <laughs> I don't even know what binary means, by the way. I have no idea what they're even talking about. It's unbelievable. And then you've got Gavin Newsom, who's out cleaning up the homeless streets of San Francisco because Xi Jinping is coming in from China for a summit, and Biden's coming out. So let's clean up the street. You know, it's like the company's coming over, kids. Clean up your rooms. This is incredible. And then this moron actually says this. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. <laughs> that's true because it's true. I think when you said that's true, none of us were wondering why it's true, but you gave us the reason. It's true because it's true. Of course it's true. We knew that. At least you're admitting it. Kathy Hockule is admitting that in New York, they censor speech now. They're actually admitting it. They're so brazen and so arrogant in the liberal camp that they now have quit denying like they've been doing for years, all of their lying about censoring speech. Now they're happy to admit it. They're proud, just like the savage animal Hamas's people are. The liberals are proud that they censor your speech. We have launched an effort to be able to counter some of the negativity and reach out to people when we see hate speech being spoken about on, on online platforms. Our media analysis, our social media analysis unit, has ramped up its monitoring of sites to catch incitement to violence, direct threats to others. And all this is in response to our desire, our strong commitment to ensure that not only do New Yorkers be safe, but they also feel safe. Because personal security is about everything for them. As I said, no one walking down the street or in a subway should feel they have to find to hide any indications of what their religious beliefs are. We expect to see people celebrating their lives, walking about freely, and that is no longer the case because people are living in fear. They have a right to do whatever they want here in the state of New York. Who are you? Who do you think you are? to determine what speech should be monitored and censored. 
what is hate speech and what isn't hate speech. Can someone tell me, by the way? Because I don't know. I'm confused. If someone calls me a cracker, if a black person calls me a cracker, is that hate speech? Because I promise you if I call them the N-word, they'll consider that hate speech. So if I'm called a cracker, is that hate speech? And who's to determine? Kathy Hockiel? Please. That woman couldn't determine A from B. She's one of the dumbest people ever elected to any office. But the liberals are so arrogant that they think they're the, the arbiter of what is speech, hate speech, and what isn't. They're the ones who get to decide. They actually believe it. We're the qualified ones. We're the special ones. We're the intelligent ones. Not you deplorables. You don't get to decide anything. We'll decide. Just like Christopher Cuomo thought he was going to decide Vivek Ramaswamy's political future when Ramaswamy went on his show last night. Ramaswamy had different ideas about it. Just like I'll tell you, you're part of the mainstream media despite pretending like you're not. Look the audience in the eye and tell the mainstream media. For all that happened, I'm part Absolutely of the mainstream you media. And you, and you, hey, listen. And you play the same listen, you, games that the you, rest of the mainstream you media don't does. Take care of You're your doing family. it tonight. That's You're fine. Right. You've been, Vivek, you have been, you have been covering for your you brother. Think, you have been playing you, a game. You were kicked off the cover for my brother. Of course, I helped my brother. Yeah, of course, I do. You know what? That's been journalistic standards that have now been failed, not just by you, but by every member of the broken political media. So yes, it is going to take everyone in the media. And you want to look Everyone at Everyone in the media well, most is responsible for covering uh, for my brother? See what I'm saying? You, 90%, you miss, 90% you of the media by going is colluding with pushing one, one answer Vivek, on the American public for the origin of COVID-19 which is what? to the Hunter Biden laptop story what to now which people they decide they want to put up as their puppets. What does any Donald of Trump? that have to do? Fact of the matter. Look, Cuomo's so stupid. You mean every member of the media covered for my brother? He didn't say anything like that, you stooge. But I did hear Cuomo admit finally that he covered for his brother. Remember all the denials? Remember the lawsuit that he filed against CNN for firing him for a wrongful termination because he didn't cover for his brother? Now he says he covered for his brother. These mother effers will lie about anything. I'm sure that slipped out because if that lawsuit's ongoing, he just lost. May have been dismissed by now, hopefully. He covered for his brother. No, that's not your role as a journalist, you stupid jackass. He acts like everybody would do that. You don't cover for your brother when your brother's a criminal. What the hell's wrong with you? At the very least, you bow out of covering the story if you want to have any credibility. But he didn't care about that because he's not a journalist. He's an arrogant, pompous Cuomo. That's all he is. He's a Cuomo, which is very similar to just jackass. Just doesn't sound as bad, does it? Hey, you're a Cuomo. That doesn't sound as bad if I call you a jackass, right? I think that's what I'm going to do from now on. You effing Cuomo. <laughs> or you're a Biden. Can you say anything worse than you're a Biden? I don't think so. You mother Biden. I think that works out better. I'm going to sound like I have cleaner language now. 
You're a mother Biden. I like it. Biden you. I think that works out. It's my new style. Adam Schiff has a style. It drips with arrogance and lies. The guy's a pathological liar. And he now is calling Trump supporters cowards because they support President Trump. Just just for that very reason, we become cowards. So it's fear and it's cowardice and it's and it's craven uh, and it's putting the country at grave risk to even contemplate uh, electing someone who will cling to power the way Donald Trump t- tried, who embraces the language of dictators, uh, tries to dehumanize the opposition, calling them vermin, just like Hitler and Mussolini. Um, you know, when someone like that tells you what they're going to do, and he's telling us he's going to weaponize the Justice Department and won't leave power again, and not without uh, even more of a fight, you need to listen to them, and you certainly can't put them anywhere near the levers of power again. When did Donald Trump ever say any of those things or anything like any of those things? The answer, never. Never. But why would that stop him from lying? Adam Schiff was born to lie. Born to lie. He will always lie. Unbelievable. And they they go unchecked because who was interviewing him? Quote, unquote, interviewing him. Saki. Saki, Saki, Saki. <laughs> Saki, Saki, Saki doing the interviewing. Tells you all you need to know, right? But it's just how these people are. He can say whatever he wants. He can tell as many lies as he wants. And nobody ever checks him on it. He has one of the worst obsessions, one of the worst cases of Trump derangement syndrome that anyone's ever demonstrated in their entire lifetime. He is really a sick dog. I'm surprised you didn't blame Trump for the carjacking of little Naomi Biden. I'm surprised they all haven't blamed Trump. Somehow it's got to be his fault. But LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, blames Congress for the carjacking. Are we concerned? Obviously. Obviously we want to make sure Americans and their families feel safe, in not just here in D.C., but across communities. But... We can't do this alone. The president, again, has taken action. He's With the American Rescue Plan, billions of dollars were able to go into states, into communities, so that they can they can provide um, funding and police and police officers to make sure that their communities are safe. But we need more. We need Congress to act. We need Congress to act. How about prosecutors prosecute? How about DAs file charges against these criminals? Why don't you address that? LBLL. That might help. LLDL. Now, you haven't heard me say that one before, but LLDL is heretofore long lost Don Lamont. So, Don Lamont, who hasn't uh, been on the national scene in a long time, we dug something up from him from 2022. LLDL with LBLL. And LLDL asked LBLL. How Biden has the stamina 
And does he have the stamina to be president? Does the president have the stamina, physically and mentally, do you think, to continue on even after 2024? Don, you're asking me this question. Oh, my gosh. He's the president of the United States. You know, it, he, I can't even keep up with him. <laughs> How pathetic are you then? Don, he's the president of the United States, as if that qualifies you to be some physical fitness guru. Don, he's the president of the United States. They don't get sick. They don't have dementia. I can't even keep up with him. Do you do you notice Biden when he's out somewhere and all of a sudden he gives you that little little trot, about three steps worth? That's somehow somehow they really think. This is how dumb liberals are. They really believe that that fools you. That you're going to be at home going, oh, look at there. He just ran two steps. Jogged would be more accurate. He just jogged two steps. Wow. Then I'm voting for him. He's perfectly fit. They actually think that. She actually thinks if she says she can't keep up with him, that all of us at home are going to go, we must be wrong. Our eyes are deceiving us. He looks like a befuddled old man who trips over stages, but he's not. She can't even keep up with him. And why would we doubt her? When has she ever lied? You don't get the name LBLL if you're a truth teller. Yeah, we believe you. <laughs> and if you truly can't keep up with him, you need a real checkup. Because something's wrong with you. Now we talk about crime. We talk about the street crime. We talk about the thugs that are out there. And, and Joe Biden once thought long and hard about these thugs. These kids born out of wedlock. And he had a, an idea as to what to do with them. Unless we do something about that cadre of young people. Tens of thousands of them. Born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally, I yield myself three more minutes, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity. We should focus on them now, not out of a liberal instinct for love, brother, and humanity, although I think that's a good instinct, but for simple, pragmatic reasons. If we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people. Beyond the pale. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society. Wow, sounds like Hitler. Mussolini. I've never heard Trump say take somebody out of society. Now, I tend to agree with that, by the way. Get these thugs off the streets, but they don't do it. Biden doesn't feel that way anymore, by the way. He's completely turned around because they told him, you, you can't think that way if you want to be president. 
you can't believe that we should actually keep our citizens safe and put the thugs and the criminals in jail. But that's what he said. It's about 15 years ago. Not that long ago. That's what he thought of them. Kids born out of wedlock. You degenerates. He actually felt, I think he feels that way about his own son, Hunter. He didn't think he'd be thinking, he'd be talking about Hunter 15 years later. That would come back to haunt him. But it did. And don't look to the billionaires of New York City to get him off the street because the billionaires of New York City are gone. It's never good public policy when you're a politician and you're presiding over the massive migration of billionaires from your city. Stuart Varney knows that losing billionaires means New York City's in trouble. In 2019, the city had 72 billionaires. Now it has 62, down four, sorry, down 10 in four years. For the owner of the Washington Commanders, Josh Harris, Florida looked very attractive. He left and took his $6.9 billion fortune with him. Carl Icahn fled. He also took his $6.9 billion fortune with him. Hedge fund guy, Daniel Oak, he escaped with $3.6 billion. And there's a lot more on that list, too. You see, Florida has no state income tax or state estate tax. In New York City, there are city, state, and federal income taxes and an estate tax on top of that. Why stay if you can move? Especially when local politicians like AOC are all in favor of taxing the rich some more. New York simply can't afford to see that money walk out the door. 42% of all tax revenue in the city comes from just 1% of the population. Exiting billionaires will really hurt. This is all part of the decline of American cities run by Democrats. One day, maybe, voters will start to understand you don't tax your way to prosperity. I don't think voters will ever understand that. I don't think the politicians will either. The politicians are actually the ones who do the taxing. We're the ones who do the paying. Interesting, though, isn't it? Very interesting. Congressman uh, Mike Johnson, who's now the speaker, but back in May he was simply a congressman. Cory Bush came into a meeting and disparaged the Republicans in the committee and then took off like a coward that she is. She didn't wait for responses, but Johnson decided to give one anyway. And so he put her in her place, even though she had just run like a coward. Um, I, I want to welcome Ms. Bush to the committee. Did she leave already? Oh, is she still here? That's unfortunate. I, I was going to point out to her a, a couple of ironies. Uh, she came to lecture us. She was here for five minutes and three seconds. I appreciate her time investment. She came to lecture us about, quote, avoiding responsibility We've had four full committee markups. She has not attended three of the four. I'm not sure today her five minutes counts as an attendance, but let's say she's she's made two of them now. Um, I was going to ask her if she's still in favor of defunding the police because we have her on record more times than I can count of having been the great champion of that. She wanted to talk about responsible investments that will make a difference. I wanted to ask her how that defunding police thing worked out. Uh, I think everybody in the country knows what, that we're facing chaos and, and uh, a catastrophe of crime, violent crime, in all the major cities that she went and, and, uh, and protested in, and many more that took the cue. I wanted to ask her about the reality of how that works out in real life. You know, 
She accuses us of engaging in talking points. We're trying to pass meaningful legislation to solve these problems. And she is uh, advancing policies and ideas that create the mayhem. So, wow. It's so unfortunate that she's not here to engage in a colloquy on that. But I'm not surprised. This is what we get from the radical left. She is part of that radical left um, that is bringing down the party and having them associated with the crime crisis that we have on the streets. This is the very reason that we need Police Week to reinforce our support for the brave men and women who are on the front lines, that thin blue line, who put their, their lives on the line every single day, and we lose them now at alarming rates in the line of duty, trying to protect their communities from wacko, crazy, maddening policies like the ones that Miss Bush has supported in Congress. I will also point out, she, as we noted earlier, she was the vice chair of the Crime Subcommittee of Judiciary, and she doesn't believe in funding police. What a tragedy that she's not here to join us. Carpe diem, Mike Johnson. What a coward Cori Bush is. God, she is everything that's despicable about the human race. Everything. And she's illiterate. Uneducated and illiterate. Wow. What an amazing reference Missouri gets out of her, and St. Louis in particular. The other day, Megan Rapino, the soccer player, was playing her last game, and she got injured six minutes into the game. She decided to choose that opportunity, since it was her last game and no one would ever give her a microphone anymore, to issue a profanity-laced tirade against the existence of God, because after all, there can't be a God if he would allow Megan Rapino to get injured. I thought about it a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not a religious person or anything. And if there wasn't God, like, this is proof that there isn't. This is f***ed <laughs> up. Um, so, yeah, it just, <laughs> it's just up because, like, six minutes in, eat my Achilles. I mean, what the f***? Her little girlfriend was sitting next to her, I don't know who that was, giggling like a little school child. And, of course, Rapina thought it was funny, so she giggled too as she continually F-bombed God. So I, I would imagine there will be a special place in hell for Miss Blue Hair, Pink Hair, Purple Hair. I sure as hell hope there is. That's where she belongs. May she rot in hell. We never have to hear from her again. No subway commercials, no nothing. She's done. Now she'll try to scream and yell and make her presence known, but no one cares anymore. You don't play soccer anymore. And please, all the mothers out there, dis- discourage your daughters from ever emulating that piece of crap. That rotten excuse for a human being. Good riddance, Rapineau. All right, we're going to take a break here momentarily, but I want to tell you about our good friend Mike Belota. Now, you may think, and I always preface it this way, that you have great home insurance, car insurance, life insurance, and you may well have it. But I always believe in peace of mind. I want to know if I do. And when someone says to me somebody else might have better, I want to hear about it. My son called me the other day. Here I am sailing along through life thinking I have this great home insurance and great car insurance and everything. And all of a sudden, Troy says, Dad, I I just talked to a guy, Mike Belota, and in 10 minutes I have a new car and new home policy. And I saved hundreds of dollars every six months. I said, what? That's right. So I called Mike Belota. He's with State Farm. 
314-579-9789. You can call them at that number too. And I said, what's the deal here, Mike? Troy just told me this glowing story. So we began to look at my policies, and guess what? I now have a new homeowner's policy. I now have a new automobile policy. Because it's pretty simple. I save multitudes of hundreds of dollars every six months when I pay on my car insurance and my homeowner's insurance. Ten minutes' time it took me. And here's the kicker, too. If I do have a claim, I've had claims before, and I was frustrated because I couldn't get anybody to call me back, so I didn't know the answers. Mike Belota's State Farm Team has six people that will always answer the phone. You will always have coverage from somebody. And by the way, having insurance isn't the only thing you need. You better have the best insurance, the right coverage at the right price. And Mike Belota p- provides that. You can email him, mike at mikebelota.com. That's B-A-L-O-T-A, mike at mikebelota.com. But I prefer to call 314-579-9789. That way you get all your questions answered. You find out if you indeed do have a great policy. Mike's a Mizzou grad, was a place kicker on the football team. He understands what it's like to be a part of a team, and his team takes special care of their clients. He's licensed in Missouri and Illinois, so if you're in Illinois, he can help you there too. All you have to do is call him. Find out if I'm telling you the truth. Find out if you have the best auto, home, or life insurance policy. Call Mike below to 314-579-9789 or email at Mike at MikeBelota.com. And I think that you'll find out that what I'm telling you is true and that you'll be in good shape because of it. It's the same like I tell you all the time about uh, STL-Cars.com. Don called me the other day again. Great response again from listeners of ours over the weekend. I guess people wait till the weekend, but you don't have to wait till the weekend because STL-Cars.com is a website. That's how you go about shopping for your car. You don't wait till you're off work and destroy your weekend. A lot of people still go dealership to dealership. I can't understand why. Seven hours later, they have a car. They also have a headache. They also wish they wouldn't have done it. They also wish they had known about stl-cars.com. Because you see a thousand vehicles on the website. It'll take you as long as it takes you to find one that you like. And then you just call or text Don. This is how easy it is. Call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him the price you want to pay, and he'll do the rest. If you can't find something that you want on the website, call him or text him anyway and tell him, hey, Don, I couldn't find this, but here's what I want. He'll say, how much do you want to pay for it? You tell him. He'll go get it for you. He has a vast inventory all over the country. I've purchased three vehicles from him through the years. My last one came from Tennessee. My son's SUV a few months ago came from Alabama. They're locally owned and operated in Ellisville, right off Manchester. 314-626-3251, stl-cars.com. That's all you have to know about getting yourself a new vehicle or a used vehicle. You might just want something used for the kids, maybe to go back to school, anything of that nature. It works. Hey, the Marine Corps, I think, turned like 250 the other day or something like that. So let's honor them, and then we'll come right back on the other side with your phone calls. Right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court.
back in kevin slayton with you on a tuesday afternoon it is this day tuesday and this is the monster energy drink stl-cars.com window world king's court and we're glad you're along for the ride today it's another beautiful fall day out there we're having some tremendous fall weather aren't we hard to beat tell you what else is hard to beat a good health insurance policy if you don't have one you know what I mean. You're suffering. If you think you have the best, it, it is worth your while, as I did, to make a call to Jordan Krugman. I called Jordan, and I found out my health insurance policy was really kind of bad. Thehealthinsuranceguy.net is where you can find them. You owe it to yourself to make this call. Again, it comes from that file. What do I have to lose? And with open enrollment starting November 1st and running through January 15th, it's a perfect time. All you have to do is call them. Find out if your policy is the best. 314-602-4055. Jordan has a ton of low-cost, comprehensive alternatives available. I always say, I bet you didn't even know they were there because I didn't know that there were zero deductible policies available. There are. I didn't know that there was a guy out there who's actually designing plans specifically for me to eliminate my out-of-pocket costs. Don't you hate those out-of-pocket costs when you get that bill in the mail? You think, well, I thought my insurance covered this, but it didn't. Jordan specifies out-of-pocket costs to be eliminated. That's what he wants to do. That's his entire goal in forming a policy for you. And then what he does, because he's a broker, he'll present that plan to you, and he'll take it to each individual insurance company and see who he gets the best deal from for you. He works for you. Never any broker fees, so don't worry about that. That's not going to happen either. He's licensed in 23 states, including Missouri and Illinois. Imagine having chemo treatments and $100,000, $150,000 in bills, and he gets your bill and it says, you owe zero. That happened with one of his uh, lady clients. Pretty nice. He also has great uh, options for dental and vision and prescription and long-term care. Medicare, he can help you through that. Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans. You can also get coverage for pre-existing conditions. Most older people, as they approach Medicare, start thinking, but can I get coverage for pre-existing conditions? Yes, there are new options that allow that, and Jordan knows all about them. Don't listen to the insurance companies who are trying to send you all kinds of brochures. Just simply call Jordan. Let him walk you through it. He'll explain it to you so you can understand it. 314-602-4055 or go online, thehealthinsuranceguy.net. Our phone lines are open, 636-348-4460. 348-4460 if you would like to uh, jump in. Randy Weingarten's at it again. You know that big mouth head of the teacher's union? Probably hasn't taught a class in her life. 
I don't know if you heard the show yesterday, but we did the show live from the new Centene Hockey Center over there at Hollywood Casino where Lindenwood uh, plays their games and practices. And Rick Zombo, their coach, was on with us. And he was talking about how difficult it was and is ongoing for his players, young kids, through COVID, where they were house-ridden, couldn't get out of their home, couldn't have any social contact with anybody other than a text or a phone call, couldn't meet with their friends. We can blame Randy Weingarten along with Biden for the majority of that and Fauci and Burks. They're the ones who closed the schools when they didn't have to. Kids are being homeschooled now at a record rate, and that's why. But Weingarten, who is the head of the largest uh, teacher union in the country and who screams like a banshee every time she talks, can't quite understand any of this. She tweeted out, what's behind the increase in homeschooling? Just so she knows, homeschooling is now the fastest form of education in the United States. One person tweeted back, you are. (laughs) And it's the truth. She's the reason for homeschooling. You are. She's kind of an advocate for homeschooling. She's the one who caused it. One lady uh, tweeted back at her, Are any other supervillains this totally unself-aware? Delicious. Good for these people. What's behind you hitting yourself, asked the schoolyard bully. (laughs) I think she got a little bit more than she bargained for when she tweeted something out like that. She's one of the most despicable people in this country, probably in the face of the earth. I mean, really. Have you listened to her scream? She's like a lunatic. Let me tell you how backward this country's become. There's a town in Massachusetts. Of course, it is Massachusetts. But they've voted to allow the Palestinian flag to be flown over their town commons. North Van, North Andover, Massachusetts. So you've got the town commons and you voted to allow the Palestinian flag to fly there? Now keep in mind, North Andover voted for Biden 61%. So we know what kind of people live there. Mentally deranged people. That's pretty amazing. So the town common flies the Palestinian flag, not the U.S. flag. Hmm. It's pretty amazing. They claim that if Israel gets to fly their flag in the North Andover common, because there's a separate flagpole for the Israelis, then the Palestinians deserve the same right. They do? You mean the murderers deserve the same right, the people who elected Hamas to govern them? This is how batshit liberals are. They are literally insane. This one person who went to the meeting said, There are people who look at the Palestinian flag as a symbol of hate. I guess they do. That's what it is. 
got to be kidding me. That's surprising to you? North Andover, Massachusetts. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. You really ought to be ashamed of yourself. So they're flying the flag of the people who on October 7th slaughtered 1,400 Jews, 35 Americans. And I mean slaughtered. And their citizens voted for it. As I said, they also voted for Biden. So, again, that tells you all you need to know about the place. Do you know that Biden isn't done wanting to send money to Iran? Now, you'd think any stooge would understand that you funded terrorism by sending them all this money before you and Obama. I mean, any idiot just coming out of the nuthouse would understand that any money that goes to Iran is going to Hamas and Hezbollah. So these wrong-headed morons are trying to give Iran access to billions more. They're, they're considering issuing a waiver to Iran that would allow them to access another $10 billion worth of previously frozen cash. This money's being held in Iraq. Remember they unfroze $6 billion a few weeks ago and all hell broke loose. Now they're just giving you the finger. Oh, you didn't like that? Well, we'll unfreeze $10 billion more. Who in their right mind does this? It's insanity at its highest level. Joe Biden is a traitor to America. The impeachment statutes were written with him in mind. High crimes and misdemeanors. One of those is treason. And he's treasonous. Anyone who would even consider giving Iran another penny is a traitor. And he's a traitor. This is some of the nuttiest stuff I've ever heard of in my life. In your wildest dreams, could you have ever imagined anyone thinking, let's give more money to Iran after what's been happening? Does, is he not aware that in less than the last four weeks, Iran has attacked 52 times U.S. bases and military installations throughout the Middle East. Is he not aware of that, do you think? Do you think the dementia has forced him to not understand that? 52 times. And he wants to give them more money? Really? More money. Somebody needs to stop this guy. I'm assuming Congress will have to vote for that, won't they? Or can he just unfreeze it? Maybe he can just unfreeze it. Sounds like he can. Doesn't sound like he's looking to get any help. I mean, these rules, you know, it's funny. Only since Biden took over are we aware of these rules and these laws, these bizarre ones that allow presidential power to almost be dictatorial. Because Biden uses so many of them. Because that's what he is. He's a dictator. 
He's a sickening one, but he is one nonetheless. But isn't that incredible? Incredibly crazy. Who would who would think that's a good idea to give them ten billion more? Haven't they murdered enough? They're hitting our bases, you jackass. Stop it. Stop the insanity if it's possible for him. I don't know if it is. Well, that's going to wrap us for this morning. We're back fighting the good fight at noon today in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show. So join us then on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. But we'll be back right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com tomorrow morning doing our show. This show will, of course, be on podcast on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, as well as our website here, KevinSlaytonShow.com, where you can find all of our old shows as well. So we'll be back tomorrow fighting the good fight. We'll be back at noon in the sports area fighting the good fight. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.